0: Dear listeners, this is Interfaith-ish. I'm your host, Jack Gordon, and every other Wednesday right here on Tacoma Radio, we bring you bold conversations about what we believe, why we believe, and how we navigate the common ground and differences between our traditions. This morning, I'm joined in the studio by Allison Rose Sonneson, who serves as the Committee on Publication for the District of Columbia's Christian Science Church. Welcome to you, Allison.
1: Good morning. It's nice to be here.
0: Also joining us this morning is my dear friend Ali sherbini who identifies as a Sufi Muslim and operates his clinic, Smiling Light Acupuncture and Wellness, in Arlington, Virginia. Salam, Ali. Thank you for I joining us. Stand. Thank you. Glad to have you both here. So without further ado, let's get into some interfaith-ish. Allison, just uh, to peek behind the curtain a little bit it's been uh, many months and many hours of discussion getting you here into the studio. I'm really happy to have you here through all the scheduling changes and and uh, the roller coaster ride <laughs> that we put you on um, getting you in here so, um, I do want to just thank you for sticking with us, and I found a quote to paraphrase from Christian Sciences founder Mary Baker Eddy, a little more grace. So I want to thank you for having a little more grace to, to stick with us. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you. It's a joy to be here.
0: So now that you are finally here, I'm really excited to get to finally understand from a practitioner themselves this this tradition that a lot of people may have heard of. They may have passed on uh, in their neighborhoods uh, a Christian science reading room. They may have driven past a sign that says, Jesus Christ, comma, scientist, and asked, what is that? So I want to just start by asking you um, to break down for us, what is the Christian in Christian science, and what is the science part? What does that mean?
1: Oh, sure. Well, I'm happy to talk about that. The Christian part is that Christian scientists are disciples of Christ, Jesus. So we read the complete Bible with an emphasis on the teachings of Christ Jesus in the New Testament, uh, the four Gospels, as well as the letters that follow that and the book of Revelation. And we aspire to put into practice the teachings of Christ in our daily lives. So that's the Christian aspect of that. So that involves following Jesus's commands as laid out in the Sermon on the Mount, and also doing the work that he instructed his disciples do, which is healing work. And the science part is about how we take the laws of the Bible, the spiritual laws of the Bible found uh, in the teachings throughout the Bible, but especially in the New Testament, those spiritual laws of God, and apply them in a very... Um, a very clear and methodical way, so that the results of healing are reproducible, just mm-hmm. like you would expect in any science.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. And for yourself, how did you come to this community?
1: Well, I could say that I was raised in it, which is true. Mm-hmm. I had uh, several generations in my family that practiced Christian Science. They had all found Christian science at a time when they had a severe medical issues that were considered to be incurable. Mm. Colon cancer in one case, uh, and also a, a nervous breakdown, as it was termed at the time, so mental health issues. And Christian science was presented to them as a way to find permanent cure of these problems. And so they... Took to Christian Science and began practicing it in their lives, and and were completely cured of these problems. And in subsequent generations, they had to actually also take those spiritual laws of God found in the Bible and and uh, follow the teachings of Christ Jesus for themselves to prove that it was true for them. And so the same is true for me. Mm. Uh, when I was a teenager, I experienced an illness, and I was visiting relatives that. Um, took me to a doctor and diagnosed the problem as a severe case of strep throat. And I, it was a questioning time for me uh, as to really what do I believe yeah. about Christian science and do I believe that it heals? And I did. And do I really devote my life to practicing the teachings of Christ? And I, I realized I did, and that this was paramount of importance to me. This was really made up the identity of who I am. Mm-hmm. And so that, that really began my journey as a Christian scientist. So it wasn't just something that I inherited. I don't think really faith can be inherited. You have to really demonstrate it for yourself, uh, prove it for yourself. And that was true in this case. And I found complete healing uh, and cure of that strep throat through Christian science. So before we came in here today,
0: you were talking about how you left a career working for Congress uh to devote your life to helping others through what you call a public practice of Christian science healing so can you can you explain what that healing practice is i think in in christian science it's inter- there 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 are a number of terms that are being used um, like practitioner and patient and treatment and i want to understand what what is what is the practice and and how is it that you see yourself as as a practitioner
1: well Anyone who studies the Bible and the seminal textbook of Christian science, which is Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, whom you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. who's the discoverer and founder of Christian science, Uh, anyone can be a student of these teachings. And you can be a member of the church or not a member of the church, but if you're putting these into practice to the best of your ability and you're studying them, you're a student, a disciple of them. Uh, To be a a practitioner of Christian science healing, it means that you've devoted your life to that work. And when someone like myself is a Christian science practitioner, that means that they are in the full-time public practice of Christian science healing. So it's not just for church members or even for people who are studying Christian science. It can be uh, making myself available to anyone who has any kind of problem, be it a physical illness or relationship problem, financial difficulty, uh, employment problem, and they can talk to me and we can pray together about just how God is all and God is love and God's plan for them to find solutions to their problems. How knowing that really helps find solutions to those problems.
0: So what I'm understanding is that really the practice is is the prayer the 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 life of prayer that you're talking about and when when you're saying someone is is in in need of healing you're i want to just understand if if we're talking about sort of a spiritual healing right or if we're talking about like a physical ailment as well you were talking about um i think you were talking about like a cancer before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um in your family's story so can you can you explain to us you know where where what is the role of, of, of prayer in, in, those, in those different types of healing?
1: Well, in prayer, in the way Christian science teaches, is it's not a, a blind belief or it's not a petitioning. It's a, a deeper affirmation and understanding of God and God's allness. And in Christian science treatment... Uh, when I'm working with a patient, the first thing that I, I really work to do is to eliminate the fear in the thought of the patient. So really, Christian Science Healing is about emphasizing one's connection to God, one's inseparability to God, the allness of God. And by doing so, it it reduces or eliminates that the fear in the what you'd see in the physical condition of an illness or whether it's the fear of not knowing what comes next in your job or your career and that then um, enables you to to really have a, a sense of calm and safety and assurance of that omnipresence of divine good mm-hmm. so that's really that's really uh, kind of what Christian science treatment is based on. And it's God is the healer. So that's the focus. It's really turning the patient to God and reminding them of what's true about God, and then reminding them of what's true about them as the child of God. And that first chapter of Genesis emphasizes that that we were created in the image and likeness of God. And God is spirit so therefore we were created spiritually and that knowledge has a practical application in our lives uh, of like I said eliminating fear of providing a sense of of order and a sense of focus and a and a, really an understanding of of truth, what Jesus said when he said, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Mm. And so that does involve physical healing, as well as solutions to other challenges mentioned.
0: If you're just joining us, this is Interfaith-ish on WOWD 94.3 FM. I'm your host, Jack Gordon, and this morning we're talking with Allison Rose Sonason of the Christian Science Church of D.C. and Ali Sharbini, a practicing Sufi and a licensed acupuncturist. Ali, so we've been, we've been talking about healing mm-hmm. um, and what it means to be sick or well, um, and earlier this week you were telling me that you were under the weather yourself. Um, so as a professional wellness practitioner, I'm curious how... You help people address uh, illness in their life, whether it's smaller cases like a like a cold or more chronic issues that might be related to stress or anxiety. I
2: I, I want to actually go towards what Allison said first, and recognize that the the deepest healing is the healing of the spirit because we are spirit first before we enter body and. So, when you're talking about stress, sometimes it means that we become disconnected from who we are. So, I sense with my patients when someone might be more open or needing of something of a more uh, medicine, more in the spiritual nature, and then more in the physical nature, such Mm -hmm. as the food they eat, the exercises they have, the movement, the the breathing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But going... To what you initially asked me is, I generally share one of the one of the first things I share with people, and it might not be with everyone, but it's a general thing: is that health is a spectrum. There's no limit to how much more sick someone can get. In other words, it should incite them to wake up and 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 come back. And there's no limit to how good health can be. And so that can give anybody a a sense of positivity negativity in a way but but actually it's it's all pointing to the positive Mm -hmm. because we have some level of agency Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right so so for me say for example like if like i just got sick for me i have to question myself how have i been
1: Mm.
2: how have i been spending my time how have i been spending my energy um if something happens with my voice or my throat, I wonder, how have I, how have I been with my speech, right? Um,
0: a mindfulness about, about how you're conducting yourself. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And and perhaps I'm not exactly answering linearly to what you're asking, so it might come around again if you, if you poke and, and press and remind me. But
0: I would be in trouble if I asked a Sufi to, to go linearly. <laughs> <laughs> Tends to be a lot of circular so, movement.
2: <laughs> so, and I think actually Spirals. that's that's part of what. Yeah. So that part got me into Chinese medicine too.
0: Mm. Your your background, yeah. Uh huh. So I, tell tell us about that. What what was your upbringing like that that uh, incited you to to go in that direction? Oh,
2: firstly, I also had experienced some pers- uh, some illness mm-hmm. before getting into into spiritual into my before it, digging or reaching spiritually or or even my attraction to chinese medicine i got sick doctors couldn't tell me what was going on all the tests were normal they gave me medicine that didn't do anything and i trusted even though i was not practicing at the time i trusted there's a medicine for everything there's a healing for everything that was my trust. And so, my personal mission, my personal work was, I have to find this. And and at the time, I had just come out of a breakup, which, as I find out, has a lot to do with mm-hmm. a lot of <laughs> mm-hmm. inner turmoil and, yeah, and, and can, can yeah. you know, the, the, the Prophet peace, uh, Muhammad, peace be upon him, he said, there's a piece of flesh in the son of Adam, that when it's whole, the whole body is well, and when it's corrupt, the whole body is sick. Mm. And this mm. is the heart. Mm. Mm. And so, you know, and I did not know that quote growing up. But when you come across things like that, that speak to your experience, like, okay, and it comes up and up and up. um. That's how we that's how we learn is when things resonate hmm. and we seek right there has to be some level of openness anyway um so i got sick and i was i decided okay i had an opportunity i worked on a farm and i believed that there was medicine in working with the land and working with with plants and life because this is the creation the direct creation of god this is you know it, of course everything material is is part of the creation but the things that undeniably no human had any inter, inter uh, no touching right mm-hmm. a seed grew mm-hmm. it was not manufactured uh, although these things these yeah, kinds yeah, of things yeah, can't sure. happen more but now but being
0: like. around life encourages life yeah uh-huh
2: and and I wanted to I knew there was something for me to connect with there. Mm-hmm. But still my healing had not changed dramatically. I was practicing yoga daily for an hour. Um I was doing acupuncture. My acupuncturist said, I don't think acupuncture is gonna be the mm. what helps you. Fix your diet. So I worked with my diet. Still, I ended up learning qigong from a from a teacher from California, and the first thing she among the first things she taught was, firstly, the, the the power of positivity as well as the negativity, and attitude, and belief. Not even she 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 was not even bringing up the topic of God, but she was talking about positivity. So when you answer positively or answer in a wishy-washy way, it affects your energy. Mm. But then she said, before you practice the exercises, bow. Bow. To the power of the universe. This was her her term. And for me, in that bowing was the first. Like we we have in 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 Islam, there's the first prayer, which is the opening prayer, which starts with in the name of God, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin. So in the name of God, the most merciful and compassionate, all praise is due to the one, the the nourisher and caretaker of. Of both dominions of both worlds so that Alhamdulillah like everybody you ask someone who's Muslim how are you doing the standard response is Alhamdulillah it's it's, the praises for God Mm. but that bowing when she with her instruction that bowing felt like the first Alhamdulillah in my life Mm. Mm. beautiful and so I began to want to touch that and so the, this Qigong movement exercise took me to wanting to experience and taste deeper moments of, of beauty, of clarity, of truth, of reality. I wanted something more. So um, I want to I recognize... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the 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 beauty of where you know your mind and your spirits going and 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 the things that you're connecting because i i think that in in what i even though i it wouldn't it wasn't necessarily apparent right off the bat actually um allison one of the things that i saw was in in preparing for the show was that there actually are some interesting connections between christian science and sufism that that you wouldn't necessarily think of. And one of them is just that, that, that belief in the divine and that, that, that belief in divine love, you know, this idea of this all encompassing divine love. Um, And in fact, there was um, a quote that I came across from the the Sufi poet Rumi that says, uh, this is love to fly toward a secret sky, to cause a hundred veils to fall each moment, first to let go of life, finally to take a step without feet. You know that spoke to me of faith, really. That spoke to me of sort of the mystery of this divine love, right? This unknowable Creator. So, so I wanted to hear about what is what is divine love in 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 the Christian Science uh, tradition.
1: Well, divine love is God. Uh, in First John, in the New Testament, uh, the writer says God is love, and. It's not a, a human love. It's not a material love. It is love itself in the highest and most infinite way. Mm-hmm. Yet, it's also not far from us. It's, we are the very expression of love in each of our own ways. The qualities that we express individually express that completeness uh, and that infinite divine love. And First John in the Bible also says that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Mm. And that love is so infinite, so all-encompassing, fills all space to the degree that nothing else but love can have power or presence in its creation. Mm. And that we, as, as Paul, the Apostle Paul says, we live, move, and have our being in God, in love. So therefore, as the reflection of love, as the expression of love, then that truth, that understanding is what enables us to experience healing and to have solutions to whatever challenges we're facing present themselves. But there's not a there's not necessarily a mystery involved in that as much as uh, a recognition of what is true a recognition of that it's always been that way mm. so there's not necessarily a um a, a special path that you have to traverse to get to that mm. it is we're all learning to live it in our daily life to make it practical and but it's not something that um is necessarily what we would consider unknowable here and now.
0: Walk us through what does prayer look like in those spaces, in those Christian spaces? You know, I've heard Christian scientists talking about when they've gone into this public practice, um, that their office is their home, you know, and they're inviting patients, the people that they're praying with, into that office. And these, you know, again, coming back to that idea of terminology and everything, I, what is that? I I, I want to just understand what does that look like. What is that? What is the process like of entering into prayer? Is it simply as we assume it to be? You know, uh, sitting and 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 reading from scripture, or is there is there another aspect to it, a quality to it in your experience?
1: Well, when I in my office happens to be in my home, but some Christian Science practitioners have offices outside the home, and they are there to in whether they're in the home or they're in an office building these offices are uh, are where we read scripture and we commune with god and it's also where we invite patients to come and visit us and to learn more about god and who they are as the children of god and also receive christian science treatment and christian science treatment is really it's about aligning our thought with god so it's about eliminating that fear and it's about focusing more on the allness of god than on a physical problem or a physical condition or a relationship problem Uh, sometimes these problems and and I'm no stranger to this myself, that in, in a dire situation, whether it's a physical illness or it's a financial challenge or relationship challenge or you're looking for a job, the, the pressure and the fear gets to be so great that it's it's almost hypnotic. Mm. And really having that understanding of God as infinite love, or also in Christian science, we know God is, is Divine Mind, with a capital M, um, that... It helps, as I mentioned earlier, eliminate that fear and recognize that inseparability that we have with God, that God is taking care of us. And so that's really the basis of prayer and treatment.
0: What are the tools that you're using then in that context?
1: Well, again, it goes back to the fact that we understand God is the healer. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not me per se i'm there to just really help the individual uh to turn them back to god and to help remind them of who they are
0: so would it be for example would it be passages like do you, do you mm-hmm. see that that reading that the the holy word of god is 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 for example part of part of that prescription is it's turning towards that right or or meditation right mm-hmm. that type of mind is is like a meditation practice part of that technique as well.
1: It varies from patient to patient, depending on what the need is, but certainly turning them to the word of God, whether it's uh, you know a story in the Bible or passages from the book of Psalms or uh, whatever it might be that is relevant to what they need to hear to help eliminate that sense of fear or uncertainty, that it, it's all about using that really as a point of inspiration and a point of comfort and a point of of really turning them to God, reminding them what God is. So certainly passages from the Bible uh, are included in that. Um, passages from science and health, with key to the scriptures, mm. is involved That's the book
0: in that. By by Christian Science founder Mary Baker. Ida. That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. Which is based completely on the Bible, mm-hmm. and also hymns mm. um some singing singing like, mm-hmm. yeah or, or just even the words of a hymn can mm-hmm. be inspiring um it, it sometimes people find points of inspiration uh when they are more aware of the good around them and so gratitude also can be really helpful uh, in recognizing the good around you is being grateful. Mm. Um, those are just different ways to turn us to God and to remind us again of the goodness of God.
2: Great. Ali, what is your practice of prayer? I'm a poor student. So, so my teacher, he wrote and said, if the people of every religion knew their religion well, there would be one religion, the religion of, of peace, love, mercy, harmony something like this no if i quoted it i'm not the best quote so but this is the line right it's that love and mercy be the foundations of our existence and our living and and that the first thing like i said earlier about the opening prayer is there's always ar-Rahim, which is in the name of god the merciful the compassionate and so it's not enough to say it so the practice for the Sufis is is called remembrance okay and we can remember with our tongues we can remember with our 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 uh, our minds but my personal attitude and experience is that unless we are honest with ourselves to know ourselves in the way that the famous quote, he who knows himself knows his Lord. Unless we are honest with ourselves to know ourselves and be real with what is what is present, how can I truly enter prayer? There was a beautiful song, two songs, the, the lady before you played on the radio when I was outside taking my moment. The speaker's out there. One was something, the quote was something like, I'm looking for someone to love and I don't know how and the second was something like I'm I'm breathless I'm tired I'm sad I'm weary something like that and I thought to myself it's like you have to be honest first because otherwise I think that what we can do in I'll speak for myself just what I've seen but my attitude is that it can be we we can go up and down in in our spiritual state and sometimes fly and sometimes grind and we hope that we can take steps and be responsible so that we can maintain whatever higher level whatever and and grow um but sometimes we need to learn something before we can we can go up and or we get a taste and then you come back down to, to mm. so that you have something to to grow towards but the remembrance is what we come back to the remembrance of and what pulls us back into the presence of god and so so you're asking what do pr- what does prayer look like in there's a more of a ritual prayer which has the potential to be beautiful and anchoring in life so that you can refresh and, and, and be nourished and move on into your day and emanate whatever goodness has come to you and that you've turned away from whatever has been dark and sometimes the it may it may not be as present so it may be more nominal is there still a blessing that has happened i believe so that we that we have made something to stop our day and shift hmm. i think there's a benefit there
0: a reset that you yeah can take. Mm-hmm.
2: but within the power and the and the spectrum of what we have access to is it the same for me just to take a moment or Take a moment. Mm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need it doesn't it's not about time, but it's about quality. And so even in Sufi healing, it's about being present with God, facing God. And as I said earlier, the names are Rahman and Rahim, merciful, compassionate, are of the names. But in our tradition, God has ninety-nine names the mercy the love the peace the king the 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 ruler the 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 giver it, onward i mean but so so actually that's part of our healing too is, and is let's say for example you ask me in in a in a what's my practice if i can be in the deeper true the first thing would be to sit. Just be, to become present. Mm-hmm. If I make my cleaning, right? If I... We have our tradition of washing and ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and even that can just be a physical washing or it can be a prayerful washing. Mm. I ask you to make my hands good. Make, do good with these hands. Forgive anything that I've said. Make my words holy and pure and true something like mm-hmm. if there's prayer with our with our ablution that's that's something is it still an ablution if you don't sure but the point is again about connection and deepening mm-hmm. um, yeah the second is is like I was saying outside is that that listening to that song of being present with what's real in my heart what is my difficulty am i having something in a relationship in that i see something that is that is difficult for me to for my heart to hold and acknowledging physically how i am feeling with that because an emotion may come or i may think of something and and i feel something i tend to feel things physically thing in my chest and my back and my face arms whatever but what i what I do is I find that emotion, I see what I I witness what is happening in my body. And from there, I turn my heart and I and I call the name, the name for God, Allah, the one. Or by the qualities. If I if I'm needing peace, I call by the name of the one who who is peace, who gives peace. As-salam, right? From the same as assalamu alaikum the, the greeting. The assalamu alaikum it just means it people say, May peace be upon you, but it's actually you're wishing God's peace on someone because the peace is not just vacuum. It's God's peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're asking God to bless this person with peace. Mm-hmm. Dear listeners, we've been
0: uh, talking this this morning uh, with our guests Ali and, and Allison. We've been talking about prayer. We've been talking about mindfulness. We've been talking about um, our connection with the divine. Um, and uh, in, as we do every episode, in the second half of the program, I want to be able to turn the mics over to my guests to have them ask each other some questions uh, of their own. It's an opportunity to learn from each other uh, and, and follow up about each other's spiritual journeys or practices, anything that you maybe misunderstood coming in here this morning, that you want to have some clarity on, something um, that uh, you you want to understand better from from the stories that we were sharing this morning. So I'll I'll turn the mics over to Allison and Ali.
1: Well, I in thinking about coming here today, I was interested in reading a little bit about Sufism. Just a. a to get a little bit under more understanding of, because I know that it it um, is within Islam, and, but what I was reading, and uh, I admit I watched a couple of YouTube videos, and of course we all know that sometimes those are not <laughs> accurate, and I certainly can attest to that about some things about Christian science out there on the Internet. Uh, so maybe you could help me understand a little bit better the place of of atonement because I, in Christianity that's a that's kind of a, a key part of of um, forgive me.
2: It, how do you translate atonement?
1: Well, I, it's atonement, a reformation of of ha- handling sin, basically. Because huh. I know that uh, I know I have a, an idea about um, kind of some general. Um, General ideas about Islam, but Mm -hmm. not so much Sufism and and how those two are connected and how, how that works.
2: So, first, the first thing is on the first of the questions is because you're asking two is what's the line or what's the delineation or what's the something between Sufism and Islam? And the second, but the second is about atonement, which is more your outer question. Is that well, fair? Well,
1: basically, how does Sufism and Islam, how did they work together to, uh, to really uh, handle the issue of sin? That's really the whole question. Sure.
2: So, and I'm not a scholar. First, uh, the first thing I will, re- I, will, I will say on air <laughs> and admit before you is I'm not a scholar. Um, but I share from, from what I understand, and I, I hope that that is uh, on point. So my teacher would say that it's like a tree. On the outside, you have a bark, and this bark protects the tree. And this is what we call the Sharia. Remind everything that's hashtagged out there, the Sharia is just the law of God. What has God told us in the Holy Book of how He likes things to be done? What is justice according to God? Not according to my own revenge. What is, so, so the Sharia tells us how to conduct life and, and, and how to keep society and people amongst themselves living harmoniously. If I steal from someone, I'm, I'm breaking the Sharia. I'm breaking the, I'm breaking the divine law. Never mind the law of the land or disturbing my neighbor. There's something that will come to me from God as a consequence. Never mind the land. Never mind my neighbors. So, so that's the sharia. And, and so there's a, there's a response there. You return it. First, you, you correct the outer aspects of your mistakes. If you, if you spoke behind someone's back, you, you apologize to them. If you spoke wrongly of someone, you, you go to them, you apologize to them. That's how you clear the, the mistake between you in the outer. So you have the outer bark, and that protects the inner. What's the inner? The inner is the hakika, the truth, the, the deep reality, the deep secret of the love in our connection with God. If we don't have the outer we cannot experience the inner if you don't have the inner huh i said if you have if you have the 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 inner but no outer the inner is always being attacked it's it's not you have nothing to protect it so you, let's say someone is very kind and very loving but but they are in a relationship that uh that that is not uh monogamous for example it breaks the person's heart that that disturbs someone's heart when when especially if that's the intention in the relationship that they are monogamous right so that's part of the sharia is is honoring the relationships holding them sacred and holy um and and by holding the outer it protects the inner. You protect the heart. Now, you have the other way around, which we see common in religion, any religion, where you have the outer but no inner. This is a dead tree. It looks like something inside. It's dead. And this is... This is the deeper science of the heart. So, so for... As I'm hoping I'm understanding atonement correctly, right? Addressing our mistakes, there's the outer aspect of dealing with the creation. There's and then there's the other inner aspect of dealing with the creator. So, so this we have uh, something that often, if you look at some of the translated texts, they they call it repentance. It's not self-flagellation, but we call it Return. Tawbah. Tawbah is the term that we have for returning to God. And it comes from the, na- the name at God is the one who is returning. So we return to Him. And we return to Him acknowledging our mistakes. And hopefully that we can get to the point that we do not miss- that we promise to not repeat it. And that we don't repeat it. And then there actually are stages, and I'm forgetting the other two stages that go after that. But I forget. Uh, forgive me That's, that there are two more steps to answering your question that I'm I'm missing.
0: Ali, do you have Thank any you. questions for for Allison?
2: Sure. So. Uh, honestly, there, there's a lot. There's a lot in common that, that I've heard from what you've shared, a lot. And so my my question is more just, there are a lot of things that are changing in this world right now, especially in the name of Christianity. How, how do you hold the unity and the separation with others who may consider themselves Christian, but maybe don't know about Christian science? Um, will you attend... A another church uh, is is like when it because when I hear Christian, it's like, will you attend a, a a a Catholic church or a Baptist church or just a Christian Science church if it's called that or a mm-hmm. house? So mm-hmm. I'm more just curious I'm more curious about the cultural aspect and identity side, and yeah, in this especially in this area.
1: Sure, sure. Well. As you are fully aware, there are different denominations and with different points of theology. Where some, in general, we all understand and are trying to follow the teachings of Christ Jesus. That's the basis of Christianity, and so we all have that in common. And there's certainly the uh, theological differences, but in general, I know it's been my experience that um, I've always been able to find. Points of commonality with other Christians. Um, One of my very favorite and most beloved opportunities has been to sing in gospel choirs. Um, And when I was living in Boston, for instance, I sang in two gospel choirs, um, one of which was made up of Members who the only requirement to sing in this uh, choir was to be Christian based on the material, the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we even sang at, uh, at a synagogue for Shabbat once, and that was we, we tried to stay with the Psalms for that one. Um, but the, uh, the only requirement to sing in this choir was to be a Christian, and there were no, there was nothing else, no other, um rules or regulations as to what defined a Christian. And so there were Christians representing 36 different churches and different denominations, including other Christian scientists. And we were there to praise God, and we definitely have that in common. Um, I think, too, that um, I am always grateful for uh, my understanding of Christian science and um, what it has taught me about Christianity and following the teachings of of Christ Jesus is that it's it's about loving God and loving all humankind. So there's, in that sense, there isn't a separation. There's really um, a desire to have everyone um, feel that and understand that they are loved by God and that they are the children of God. So whether they're Catholic or Methodist or Christian Zionist or Episcopalian or or, you know, non-denominational, um, there's a, I cherish that um broader sense of community, even though we might approach things a little differently from um when you get down into the weeds of it. But I, I feel that way about all people of faith that yeah. um regardless of where you are in the world today, um Sometimes uh, people of faith are are feeling persecuted or are being persecuted um, for their religious beliefs, and uh, and so I think that um, that's why I'm grateful for that that understanding that Christian Science has given me of infinite divine love, and that embraces and encompasses God's entire creation. So that no one is left out of that.
0: Uh, well, that's a great note to to end our show on. We have to uh, get out of here and make way for for our next program that's coming in. Um, but I want to I want to thank both of you for such a, a really stimulating discussion. We got really deep in this one, and I really really enjoyed that. So um, thank thank you both for for being here with me. Thank
1: for listening. Thanks so much for having us.
0: Dear listeners, that's a wrap on this week's Interfaith-ish. I want to thank my guest Allison Rose Sonnison of the Christian Science Church of D.C., who you can probably get in touch with through uh, the, the Christian Science reading rooms around the D.C. area. That's right. I, I walked into to the one in Adams Morgan and and— uh, was able to connect uh, with Allison through that. So they have a storefront. It's very easy to find them. And Ali Sherbini, thank you for, for coming. Uh, practicing Sufi and licensed acupuncturist with Smiling Light Acupuncture and Wellness in Arlington, Virginia. How can people find out about Smiling Light? Where do they go?
2: The website, I mean, even if you just look up Arlington Acupuncture, that's the easiest memory, but it's smilingacupuncture.com.
0: Perfect. He's got his his SEO all lined up and everything, his AdWords. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you both for coming here. As always, I want to give a shout out to my fellow interfaith astronauts, Miranda Hovemeyer and Sue Katz Miller and our musical maestro. Jeff Philosopher for providing our music. And thank you, dear listeners, for spending your hour with us. You can find our entire back catalog of Interfaith-ish episodes on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you find good podcasts. We're on social media at Interfaith-ish. And keep writing us about the Interfaith-ish you wish to dish at interfaith-ish at gmail.com. That's I-N-T-E-R-F-A-I-T-H-I-S-H at gmail.com. Ali just got that one who's got uh, two young boys at home, so you're going to (laughs) be reading that book a lot. (laughs) interfaith issue will be back in two weeks. Until then, keep it locked to WOWD 94.3 FM for great music and programs seven days a week, streaming online at TacomaRadio.org.